0: Open our lips, O God, that our mouths might proclaim your praise. Amen. Well, on one level, this gospel story could look like business as usual. The men come home, they're ready for dinner, but, you know, the woman is not well. Well, what do we do? Do We cook our own dinner? Of course not. We heal her so she can provide us dinner. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And if we stayed with that explanation, we would miss the whole point because this story is anything but business as usual. Jesus and the companions come to Andrew's house and they hear that his mother-in-law is ill. And so Jesus goes up to see her and the language there when it says he raised her up is the same language that Mark uses when Jesus is raised from the dead. She's not just getting cold medicine. She is being restored from being separated. Whatever it was in her that was keeping her diseased or unhealthed, Jesus doesn't just, again, cure the cough, but indeed raises her up, resurrects her. And in fact, in those days, women didn't come into the room to serve the men. Because of the separation of men and women, it was men who would have brought the food in, But in this occasion, what else could she do? What is the natural reaction when we have been raised up by God? We engage. We serve. We don't stay disconnected. We don't gather up little spiritual experiences of God. I got healed today. This was great. I hope Jesus is back tomorrow. But in fact... The natural, inherent reaction is simply to engage, to serve, and not worry about what the customs were yesterday. What else could she do? She had been raised up. And this part of the story is the setup for the next part. Because then at evening, people hear that Jesus is in town. They bring him all kinds of folks who are ill, who need demons cast out, and apparently it has gone very well because there's large crowds. And I don't know about you, but if I'd had a really good day like that, I know what my next day would be like. Let's do more of this. This is very popular. But what we hear is that Jesus gets up in the pre-dawn hours before anyone else is up and goes to a quiet place to contemplate, to pray, to listen. What is today supposed to be? What am I supposed to be about today? And while he's there, the disciples are, what does it say, hunting everywhere for you, because the crowds want more; they want more of you, Jesus. Why are you hiding out here? What what's going on? And, and he says, no, it's time to move on. And so Jesus does a couple of great epiphanies for the folks. First, in the raising up of Simon's mother-in-law, in the healings and exorcisms, reveals that God is in their midst. Reveals that God is within them. They are being raised up. He's not giving them their lives. He is calling forth that which is in them. And then the second epiphany that he does for them, the second revelation is that he leaves town. Which is to say, they have everything they need. They have been raised up. Now they are the ones to live out in the spirit of God. Because Jesus knows if he hangs around, they're going to think, well, what this life of God is about is Jesus providing what we need. And we'll just keep Jesus around. And they will never figure out who they are or what God is in their midst. And so he says, no, they've got the word. Let's go to the next town. It's huge. And Jesus is able to do it because he goes to the quiet place to listen. We talk about spiritual rituals, spiritual practices of quiet and listening, and we do that because that's what Jesus did. Because Jesus knows about white noise just like we do. And if Jesus doesn't get away and get quiet, then the white noise of the crowd is going to come in and say, you're great, man, keep doing it. And needless to say, we have talked again and again about the white noise of our time and our culture. And it's incessant. And if there is any gift that the church, that faith communities have for the world at this time, it's places of quiet, places of pause to contemplate and ask, just like Jesus did, what am I supposed to be about today? Where am I supposed to be today? What is it, God, that you are inviting us to in this moment? And he's not just thinking about that for himself. He's thinking about that for the village. What are you calling this village to be? And how do I participate in that? And in that, he hears that for them to be who they are, he has to get out of there. The din of the crowd wouldn't have led him there, but the listening does. And he has time to get clear about who he is, who God is, who they are. And he's clear that now they must be Jesus in that village for one another. The epiphanies in the story we are raised up to be engaged we are raised up to call the health forth in each one of us. It's found in offering ourselves to one another. In our baptismal covenant, we say the following. We receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. Every person that has water poured on them Infant, adult, is called into the priesthood to proclaim, to confess, to live Jesus. And at times in the church, we still suffer from this sense of, well, you know, we're all priests. We've said this in baptism, but you know, those of you that have the collars, if you're there, it's real. (laughs) If you're there, it's official. It's kind of like, I know in a sermon at least a dozen years ago or so, this great New Yorker cartoon. It's King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And they're all sitting at the round table. And King Arthur, you may remember, says to them, this round table shows that we are all equal. My larger chair shows I'm a bit more equal. (laughs) You know, we're all priests, but you know, we're really kind of, we're a little more equal because we wear these white things. Now, what the village learns is that they are all priests. By Jesus leaving, they will find their priesthood within the village. That's the epiphany that they're getting, an epiphany. What is it, God, that you are calling us into today rather than looking about what worked yesterday? Well, that's what we're seeking to do as a community of all souls in this Time of discernment, we've called Koinonia, where we are choosing to have a season of stopping and listening and pausing and asking ourselves, what does it mean for us to be Jesus in 2018? What is it about Jesus that we will see in our village if we open our eyes? How do we pause and listen and see what is it about God? that we can learn in our village? What is it that God is inviting us into? Where is the resurrection that's already in our midst? And what we know is that to do that, we have to go to a quiet place. The community of all souls for 120 years has been going to quiet places to listen. How is it that you want us to be resurrection? And you've heard us talk about the 1920s when this congregation was engaged in going to the state legislature to talk about the horrific prison conditions. And generation after generation of this congregation has paused and said, what do you need us doing now in the 40s? And what do you need us doing now in the 50s? And in the 60s? What is it that you are inviting us into that is anything but business as usual? Like Simon's mother in law, we are being raised up. We are being raised up to do anything but usual. And we will find it as we listen and follow.